Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to uh, What's in Your Glass. As you know, I'm your host, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, before we get going, though, let's let's first welcome uh, today's guest. You you know him as um, one of the best shooters in NBA history, um, three-time NBA champ, uh, two-time NBA MVP, and a seven-time All-Star. Uh, please welcome to the show, Steph Curry. We ain't Appreciate got no sound it. effects yeah, right no, now. No, no. <laughs> we got the sound hey. effects right now, no kid. But we, 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 we all good. Up. That's fine. Indeed, That's indeed. Fine. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you, you know, if you drinking anything. Oh, you, you got water. It look like water. I okay. got some uh, Savion Blanc. I like that. I like that. Yes. Right, what time is it? It's, it's, it's three o'clock. Where you at? Yeah, I got the workout in this morning at like six thirty, so I was done at like ten. So yeah. um, about four hours. I got the body calmed down <laughs> for about four hours, and then, uh, as you know, with kids running around, uh, this comes in handy. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, indeed, especially at this time, especially at three o'clock time right now. <laughs> so up, like, explain, up. explain, get, kind of give a brief description of to the people, the listeners of, of what you're drinking. So this is a little domain curry. So uh, my wife and my sister, uh, Aisha and Sadell Curry, respectively, they uh, they started their first vintage probably in 2018. So going on three years now. Uh, I got the Savion Blanc right here, but they have a, um, um, a Cabernet Savion working on some other some other uh, selections that uh, hopefully will come come to life pretty soon. So. It's uh, we keep it we keep it in the family right now. I know uh, a lot of good good choices out there. We keep it in the family with the domain as, curry. As you as as you should. So big shout big shout out to the Curry family, for sure, man. Uh, I, I, me personally, being in the wine game, love to see, you know, others, you know, in my my colleagues, uh, and they you know doing the wine thing, doing the, doing their family thing within the wine business and creating that space and just bringing more to the wine space. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. This is new to me. It's called uh, Racines from from Santa Rita uh, Hills. Okay. This is a Pinot Noir 2017. I I like it. I enjoy it. The shit tastes good to me. You got the. I'm about to say you got the. You got the cherry notes. You got a little something. Light. Yeah, I, you, I, the... I, you know, I, I'm gonna put the description on after. I'm gonna do that. It's gonna I be after. You. I'm gonna put the. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put the description in post. But for the most part, this was my. This was. Um, it was sent to me to taste out and check it out. So That's the whoever, best sent, part about whoever the sent it to me, I appreciate you guys. It, it, it tastes incredible so far. So no um let's 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 get to it, Steph. Um yes, kind of kind of kicking things off. 
Um, and, and, and talking all things wine right now, uh, I, I want to start off um, with, with, with Domain Curry. Like your wife, Aisha, um, you know, and, and Sister Sidell, like, like you said, are in the wine game. Uh, can you tell us a little bit just about their story, how they get into the wine game, how this idea started? What was it? What was that moment? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was an idea that was kind of half-baked for a while. Um, and honestly, being out here in the Bay, you know, this is our, man, it's my 12th year in the league. Uh, we've Thomas been out here flying. for- Thomas <laughs> Thomas flying. <laughs> I, we probably guess was, I remember the first workouts I had back in the day at Georgia Tech, and I was shadowing you. Indeed. Um, uh, it was 12 years ago, it's crazy, 09. But like uh, being out here in the Bay and being so close to Napa, Sonoma, um, and, and the works, there's always like ideas and options about how to do it. Uh, my wife and my sister were very patient with the process. Um, one of what they want to do and who they want to do it with. And so they have a, a amazing business partner, a guy named John Schwartz, who uh, has a winery called a Moosh Boosh. And uh, he, they kind of, you know, started to riff on, you know, what type of, uh, wine that they wanted to make what they really wanted to get behind and really understand what the process was like because anybody i guess can put your name on something but you know it's different when you're about that you know the behind the scenes and really do the blending go to the vineyards uh, understand you know how the grapes are grown the whole process so that it's sustainable not just you know uh something that comes and goes and so uh they they uh they found found the time was right about four years ago and uh did their first blend and the name was was cool, um, just because obviously the curry name, but for Domain Curry, and uh, it was an inspiration. It's on the bottle on the back. Uh, it talks about Proverbs thirty one, um, and you know the power of of the woman, and and it's, it's a very cool analogy around how grapes are, are grown in the vine in, in the vine. Absolutely, um, and and they wanted to uh, kind of bring that to life. So there's a story behind it. It's been growing ever since. Um, the wine industry is its me kind of getting schooled on it through their process. I know how difficult it is to kind of stand out. Um, but once you do and you start to get uh, in the right places and all that type of stuff, things kind of kind of go from there. So they wanted to really just be a, a part of the whole process and not just at the end say, oh, this is, you know, we're going to slap our name on a bottle and, and here you go. Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's all about growth too, right? And kind of. Mm-hmm building building a legacy right you know to, to put domain curry on the bottle that's deeper than and more than just at the end of the process just slapping your name on there and going to going to try to sell it and, and and split the profits when you're actually building you you in tune to every step of the process and then i'm mm-hmm. actually i'm 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 realizing that now as i'm getting into the wine business on a, on a, not just the wine but the wine business on what it takes to grow a business from the ground up like it's, it's very it's very difficult that's why most people would tell you don't get in the wine game don't spend your money in the wine. <laughs> but for the for it's the like, most part when it's when it's yours and you own it and you you can see it grow from day one to day whatever towards the end uh i think that's what gives us that 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 momentum and that confidence to be like i'm here like my shit is domain curry at the end of the day no there ain't too many people that could call themselves domain Right. Absolutely. People don't know that. People don't know, you know, what's behind the word domain. Maybe we could get into that at another time. But for you guys to have that domain on your bottle, that's that's a special moment for for, for the wine game, for the wine business and, and y'all in general. 
it's it's dope because I think there's a lot of cool analogies of um, you talk about the wine industry and the wine game, also in the restaurant industry, which my wife is uh, has, has started to. Well, she's been that she's got about three restaurants: uh, San Francisco, San Diego, and Las Vegas now. But like part of that happened all at the same time. It's a cool kind of comparison to what we do in our our, our day jobs. All the stuff that you don't see behind the scenes, the work <laughs> that's put into it, the film sessions, the weights, all that type of stuff. That means more to, you know, that process and what you, you know, uh, kind of commit to, to being great, to what they see on the court and on TV and then when the, when the lights are bright. It's the same kind of vibe with, like you said, growing in the industry and understanding the game and, and really getting your roots into it. Um, all the stuff that goes into what makes a perfect, you know, vintage, what makes the perfect bottle, what's the perfect story, uh, what you pair it with, all that type of stuff. That's what I'm right. really, I, I, I get excited about watching, you know, their process um, and knowing how much love they pour into it. And uh, and it's just cool, like, when you get that feedback from people who, you any walk of life, like, oh, I saw that bottle at such and such restaurant, it was amazing. And, you know, we're going to buy a bunch, you know, we'll buy a case and this and that. Like, yeah. those type of stores are, are pretty dope because they know how, how much, you know, time and love they pour into it. So you, so you, you left behind. You left behind. You, you're a little bit behind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a taste tester. I went to two or three uh, wine blending sessions. I only remember one of them, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> so it was. Uh, I got the best job in the world for from the wine and for the uh, the, the restaurant industry. I used to cookbooks. I get to just taste and give my feedback and then kind of you know step back. Indeed. So so how is so. <laughs> You you gonna do the step back anyway? So it, 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 on the court or off, on the court or off the court? So it's that's that's your last part of your lifestyle. What straight up? How is how how is it in the household when it you know how big is wine in the household? Is it just like we do wine and you know we we do that on our time when we home we home or is it like nonstop? Because you got wine, culinary, sports. Yeah. You like that? You know the household is different. It it's grown. Um, I mean, I think uh, probably in the last five years, probably uh, wine has really become a staple of of the house. And you know, sometimes it, it can be overwhelming when you're starting from a place where you don't know anything about it. You don't <laughs> you just know. drink. You just got to drink. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a California blend. A French. What is where is where is all where does it come from? It's all different. It tastes the same. Trying to understand the whole process. But I think before probably five years ago. Uh, you know, you'd have a bottle here and there, maybe. Uh, and now it's kind of funny, like me and my wife would laugh. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It don't matter if it's lunch or dinner. It don't matter. Uh, the question is, what are we cooking? What, 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 what are we have for dinner? Make the make the choice. And I go, what's gonna go with that? All right, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and make sure make sure we get it uh, get it ready to go. I actually. Um, like how complex I think even just like preparation, like temperatures and what glass is supposed to go in and all that type of stuff. That part is I'm still a novice at and trying to really kind of get to that mastery level where uh, I know what I'm talking about. So like when you have like a dinner party or something, you come over and be like, all right, do the whole presentation. I don't got to put the napkin over my arm, but you know, like uh, do that whole presentation. Cause that, that to me is like the dopest thing when you go to a winery or you go to somebody who knows like that whole presentation, just the experience that they give you. Um, you can tell just how much history goes in is, is in, is in this world. 
um, that's just ready for you to kind of, you know, kind of participate in. So that for me is, is, the, is the dope part about it because I feel like I learn something new every day. Uh, even like you say, like, that's the best part of it. people send you bottles and they hey, try this or do you like this? And, and you start to, uh, you know, get your collection right. So trying to, trying to grow, trying to go it slowly, but surely. I used to I, I used to find that so intriguing, right? The the fact that you can go to a restaurant and they come over there and you just you whether you're with somebody or you hear somebody else and they just going like they know exactly what they want. They go to the exact page in the in the wine on the wine menu. They know the year that they want. They know why they want that. They know what they eating. So I had to self educate myself. Mm-hmm. Like I had to really go through the process and really put in the work because I never wanted to be in the room where I didn't know anything. Right. I wanted, and I wanted to also be engaged in the conversations and, you know, learning, but also understanding what I'm drinking and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I always thought that was dope when they, when the, you know, the, the song come up with the way. <laughs> I always wanted to do it. I, I don't, I don't have that yet. I don't, I don't, I don't have that. But Let you me, appreciate how much time has gone in for them to, to get oh, that, absolutely. that certification. It's, it's similar to us. I didn't, I, yeah. I didn't know that, that going in, like, um, that's a coveted job and like, hey, it takes a, a while of the education and I, I respect it so much to your point. Cause you make Man. you feel good. Make you feel confident. Like, hey, absolutely. I used to, right I, I used to, I wanted to learn that so much, right? On what the Psalms had to go through from a from a, a, a mental standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the documentary Psalm. This was the first one that came out years ago, and I'm mm-hmm. like, damn! Like I did not know they have to go through all of this to not even make it. Like it's like they, but they they are they encouraged, right? They motivated to just get there. You know, if, even mm-hmm. if it's they reach level two or level three out of 12 or whatever, that's that's a lot when you first learn in the game. So I always said, you know what, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna teach myself how to get to level three. You know what I'm saying? I, I can, I can tell you that. That's a competitor in you, for sure. Absolutely. I can tell you the grapes. I can tell you, you know, a little bit of the terroir. I can, I can tell you the region until we get to Italy. And Italy got too many it different. It. It's too many. They got their own, they got their own wine menu in, they got in, in, their in the own world. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's your, what's your favorite wine currently? Outside of Domain Curry, what's your, what's your favorite wine? Uh, Tignanello, for sure. And part of that is because like that's the thing uh music's one where you can remember a moment in your life where uh where you were who you were with what you were feeling wine is becoming like that for me now absolutely where who like celebrations special occasions milestones whatever like you celebrate uh with wine now and it's like i mean team usa probably had the 1942 or the lobos but other than that uh you always have <laughs> you always have uh, a good bottle of wine on deck for a major celebration so me and Draymond had a uh, nice bottle of Tignello in uh where are we in OKC in the most random he brought it in from the most random uh most random hotel in OKC and we were celebrating you know uh personal milestone in terms of what we had accomplished together and um for me, I would think it was the time I passed Will Chamberlain on the on the uh, Warriors all-time scoring list, or whatever. He yeah, that, that was, was what we did. Some, something light, something light, some light, some light, light in there. Some <laughs> light. <laughs> we threw it. We, the Tignanello, we threw that in there, and like that. Uh, 
so that's become my new favorite wine, trying to get my collection right where I can enjoy that. That's, you know, it's, it's a little steep bottle, so I gotta pick and choose my spots. But so, 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 <laughs> it is. Let's switch gears a, a little bit to your show, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about your show, Holy. It's Holy Moly, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like how did like how how did your interest in golf like lead to the creation of 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 the show? It was very uh, kind of out of the blue. I think I've been playing golf since I was ten. It's something me and my dad love to do, um, and then my brother plays a little bit. He's playing a lot more now. Um, so I kind of grew up balancing basketball and golf. Like when the basketball season, well, the basketball season was all year round, but golf was always something in the springtime. I love to play. Even when I got to the leagues, you know, play two or three times a week during the summer. Um, and then you started finding ideas about ways to kind of grow the game in a fun way because there's uh, a lot of growth that needs to happen in that area in terms of making golf more fun, younger, um, kind of destigmatizing uh, the culture of golf a little bit. And so um, – there's a production company named Eureka who was out of Australia who had a similar concept down there, and, and they approached um, a media company and said, "Hey, we have this, we have this, uh, this IP. We're thinking about bringing it to the states. Like, you know that you know you love golf and and want to kind of think about it a, a different and unique way, um, kind of balancing mini golf with wipeout with like American Gladiator. It's like the, <laughs> the perfect combination of all three and something that the whole family can sit down and watch. Whether Over you play golf or not. Over a glass it, of wine. Over absolutely. Of it wine. makes it even better. Uh, and so trying to bring that to life. And so, you know, the next thing you know, is holy moly season one, it was, <laughs> it was kind of a hit. Now we're already on season three. Um, Got season four picked up by ABC already, so it's it's pretty pretty dope to see the reaction of a wild idea. Like if you watch it, like what am I watching? Uh, but it's comedy, it's family fun, and for me, it's like let's make golf fun. So right, you know, it was dope. So you 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 first of all, congratulations on that. Definitely, I mean it's it's hard to get you know one season greenlit, a pilot greenlit, let alone four seasons. So congratulations, congratulations on that. What what drew you to golf? Like what you know, you said you said since you was ten years old you was playing golf. Was it was it your dad that you know you seen him playing with you know as as he mm -hmm. was in the, as he was you know in the league or whatever, or did you just pick it up on your own? Like what drew you to golf? Uh, my dad introduced me to it. So I used to go. Um, he used to play this public course called Charlotte Golf Links when he was playing for the Hornets, and uh, I remember going out there when I was probably eight or nine. Uh, riding the golf cart and he gave me like a little sawed off little putter that was for my size and all I do is just go follow him on the green like put around and that just slowly grew my interest in the game I didn't really know what it was like I just knew it was one quality of time with my pops but also like driving a golf cart was the best thing in the world so that's how it started uh, and then I played my first round a full round when I was like 10 and from there the hook for me was just the self-competition, the self-motivation. Uh, playing a team sport and playing basketball, like, I know how much work goes into it, and you're always, like, pursuing perfection in your craft, and you're always trying to find a way to get better. But in basketball, for me, like, you win-lose games, stuff can go your way, it can, injuries, all that type of stuff. 
Uh, golf was the one that no matter how much better I thought I got, I was like one round away from being terrible. <laughs> and then like you go another two weeks, you feel like you're getting great. And then you wake up the next day, go play and you have no confidence at all. Like that chase, there's nothing really like that. And for me, that was something that, uh, that just hooked me because I'm super competitive. Uh, there's a lot of kind of fine motor skills that I can translate from basketball to golf and, and the focus and the mental toughness around it helped me in basketball. But uh, that pursuit of like just always trying to get a little bit better, and a little bit better, a little bit better. It's the most humbling sport in the world. And that for me, I'm still on that chase. I'm 33 years old and still That's like, why I won't play it. That. It's, 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 it's too it's too humbling it's too humbling right it's, it's too humbling man I, i'd rather go out there and fish and be on the water yeah. i'm out there just just man the fish that's it I, I, I like to i like to catch fish golf is too humbling like it's you you really have to you starting all over and you said you was you started at 10 years old yeah, so imagine me i'll be starting at 36 37 years old i ain't got them i ain't got the patience right now for that but see that's the thing it, it's one sport that I know of that you can't try harder and it's automatically going to lead to you getting better. Like I can try harder in basketball. I can run sprints faster and right. I can put up more shots and I'm probably going to get better. You can't like try harder and it's guaranteed mm -hmm. to get you better. I'm not trying to scare you off of it because it's the dopest <laughs> sport in the world. You scared, like, some, you, it, you no, scared me off. Don't worry about it. You scared. <laughs> I had to stop. It was like, just go to, just go to top golf, go to range somewhere. And you know, get with a you gotta get a little some 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 fundamental and coaching and all that. But it's the dopest sport in the world for two reasons. Well, three reasons. One is what I just said about competition. Two, the people that you get to play with. I know you go fishing, you can hang out with your crew and all that, and and choose your company. Golf's like the ones where you can meet people just at a course and you create connections and bonds. You learn a lot about people on the golf course too. Indeed, like you, indeed, you learn a lot about you know people's personalities. Um, it's, it's very revealing in that in that respect, and then also like if you're blessed to be able to you know travel places and play, um, the world is an oyster, man. There's so many dope. Oh, uh, and that's one that, of the things I respect. I, that's one of the things I respect about the sport of golf, right? You just there's a course everywhere. You go, okay, let's. You only have to know somebody to just be like, yo, let's go. I'm at the course today, or come over to the course. You can just pull up to the course, and it's, it's people there. But also the traveling aspect of it, right? Being able to travel the world and go play at the best courses that that's 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 ever designed and ever invented out there, and ever created with people that you probably would never ever meet before. You know, you Absolutely. might they might DM you or something like that. You would never meet them. <laughs> you would never meet them in person. So to go and play on these different design courses, like that would be the only thing for me. I'll drive. I'll drive my golf cart. If I could mm -hmm. just go to every, you know, all the different courses and see the sightseeing and on the water and shit like you that. You right there, man. You right. I'm, I'm, you talking. <laughs> you talking the language. You understand. No, because I've, I've done it before. I've, I've done know, it before. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm it's like you're not close from just, you know, just seeing that ball fly the right way. Just one or two, three times, and you just get hooked. I, I might have I'm, to. I might I'm have a, to start with Holy Moly first. I might have to start with Holy Moly. That's fine. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Get I might you have to start with that Get you on the set. <laughs> it <laughs> might not be in your. It might not be allowed in your contract though. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. After, 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 after. after. We could we could tape it and release it later. Straight up. <laughs> what? Um. So speaking about traveling and and meeting different people, like, <clears throat> what foursome would you want to team up with in golf? 
Uh, wait, we talking golfers? Or we talking anybody? Anybody it could be anybody. Golfers, anybody. Um, that's a great question. I've played with him before, but Barack is—he's an automatic invite. Like mm. he is just the most fascinating person in the world in terms of you know his intelligence, but also his experience. And spending four hours with him on the course, I'll take that all day of the week. Uh, Tiger, for sure. Um, we, that goes without saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'd probably say you got me on my golf you got my, my golf brain on. Jack Nicholas for me, just because those are arguably the you know one and two all-time greatest golfers in the world and everything you said about like traveling different places golf architecture like design all that type of stuff like who better to explain that while you're on whatever course than those right. two dudes Think, right exactly uh, and uh and me and barack will go take their money so that's that's about it that's a hell of that's that's a hell of a tag team i want to talk about something else you got going on uh uh in in 2019 um, it was the, the under. It was the underrated tour, right? To you know, mm-hmm. to, to to provide. Uh, I want to get it right. To provide uh, training and exposure opportunities to, I think three star, three star high school, right? Three star high school uh, basketball players. How how has that? Uh, how was that going? First of all, and how did how did why and how did you start that? Uh, it's going amazing. Um, you know, we've had we're in our third tour now. Um, we actually just finished our second stop in in Dallas. Um, we had a, a rough kind of patch, like everybody did in the world with the pandemic. Uh, our second tour season got cut short, but um, the idea kind of just sparked. So with with Under Armour, we had uh, I had my All American camp, um, select camp out in the Bay probably seven years ago, six, seven years ago. And it was amazing to see like the best high school athletes, you know, in the country come and compete and get some exposure with me, kind of give them some of my knowledge and, uh, and kind of build that, that experience out. About the third year, it kind of hit me. I was like, yo, if I, when I was in high school, I wouldn't have gotten invited to my own camp. <laughs> 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 like, I know I got better in the league now and all this, but this is crazy. I, when I was 16, 17, 18, like, I wouldn't have gotten invited to this camp. So this is cool. I want to maintain this, you know, experience with, uh, you know, the, the best of the best, the five-star, the All-Americans, but where are the kids that – I use the term the next me who was a three star, you know, look just looking for an opportunity, looking for any D one scholarship, um, and just looking to get on that on a national map and get some exposure for recruiters and coaches who um I don't care if you're talking D one, D two, D three, like we all know basketball opens so many doors that you can just get that opportunity to get to the next level. So uh that's where the underrated tour, you know, started. Uh, that was the idea that that kind of sparked it. Um the first year we had four stops around the country and, you know, we, we reached about 300 kids that year. And uh, I think over the last two and a half years, it's, it's, we're still brand new, still, you know, again, on our third tour, uh, we have over double digit scholarship offers for three star recruits on both the men's and women's side coming out of, you know, the underrated tour. So 
Wow. It's, it's amazing to know that it's, it's starting to change lives and create opportunity. Um, you know, and last year we were able to um, position under underrated as, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, gender equity, we have both men and women, the same amount of uh, camp spots for, for each stop. And, and that was a huge uh, upgrade from, from our first year. And it's been, it's been awesome. I think we get a lot of feedback from parents and, and kids who, um, one and just enjoy the experience and know that people are looking out for, you know, not just the best of the best, but, you know, the late bloomers are the ones that are, that are kind of going on the, under the radar and, you know, hopefully it continues to grow. The idea is hopefully to expand into other sports, you know, then in the future, um, obviously starting with basketball, but you know, it's, uh, it's dope to just know, like I was a three-star recruit when I was a senior in high school and, uh, thankfully Davidson extended a scholarship and the rest is history from there. So, uh, hopefully we can change some kids' lives. Right, indeed. And, and you know, you, you, you mentioned something about, I mean, first of all, the underrated tour is based off of your past experience in being a three-star recruit. <clears throat> I know what it's like to be a, a, a five-star recruit, right? Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be the number one player, but I also know what it's like to play with other guys on my team who who was less fortunate than I was, who wasn't even a two-star, you know what I'm saying? But they still locked in, they grinded it out, you know, they made it, they made their own path and they they got their goal, which was to make it to college or get a free scholarship. Mm -hmm. How hard was it for you to stay locked in with that? Knowing that, like you said, your senior year, you was a three-star recruit. You know, I'm sure you went home at night some days and was like, man, look, I ain't, ain't nobody coming to get me, man. Like, what? I'm gonna go back to golf, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yo, that was a thought for real. I'm, 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 I'm laughing, but I'm, I'm being serious about that too. It's like, how did you find it to stay locked in, even though all the odds was was really against you? It was just about being real with myself, because, like you said, I had big dreams. I mean, my dad played in the NBA. Like, it's, I got to see the vision, but I wasn't, you know, this physically dominant. Uh, combo guard coming out that was athletic and all that. Like I, I was a late bloomer. I knew I could shoot. I knew I was skilled, but I didn't pass the eye test either. So, a lot of it was just being real with myself, uh, not doubting myself, but being real in terms of okay. This whole time I wanted to be an ACC player growing up in Charlotte. You know, Duke, Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, all right there. Like I want to be on that level. I went to a uh, summer camp. Um, all right, sorry, AAU tournament and played in front of all those coaches. I was like, this is my time. Let's go. <laughs> I thought I'd play well. Next two weeks, I'm asking my parents, yo, who's calling? This time when they couldn't call cell phones. I'm like, yo, who's anybody calling? They're like, nah, like, mm. we're going to keep waiting, keep working. So I had to be real about, okay, that might not be in in the bag for me. But it's exactly what we're trying to do with Underrated. It's like, I just want an opportunity. I know I can, I know I have it in here in my heart. I know I, I work and everything that I do, you know, get on the court. I have to, um, I got to earn. Just give me, just give me a, an opportunity on the next level and I'll take it from there. Just give me somewhere where I know that one, a coach believes in me and is going to, uh, you know, spend time nurturing me on and off the court. Uh, no matter where it is. And thankfully, I mean, I had parents that, that kind of understood the game and, and could kind of, you know, encourage that thought process instead of like, oh, you know, all these coaches, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, you that type of dude, you this, you that. 
Like, yeah, they can instill confidence, but we have to be real about what the opportunity is and that, you know, I can't compare myself to the next person to my right or to my left. Like my journey is my journey. And it's, it was hard. <clears throat> it was hard to kind of uh, believe it, but I, I stayed true to that mission. And once Coach McKillop, Bob McKillop at Davidson, um, started coming to a couple open gyms and, you know, it was like, hey, I, you gonna have an opportunity to play. We're going to play against the best in the country. You're going to get, you know, that exposure. I believed it and I believed him and I believed what he was saying about me. And then I, I signed and I went to school the next day. Like, yo, I'm going to Davis. <laughs> and everybody was like, where, who? Like, what is, what is that? <laughs> but that was, but that, that was, that was, that was your ACC moment. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and, and on the and inside and in your heart, that was your, that was your ACC moment. Forget what everybody else was talking about or saying. That was your moment. So you felt like, you know, I, I'm, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So now you playing with the, with the house is more the house money at this point in time. You just going in there, got to do, got to do what you got to do. And the, the landscape of, like you, you said, we didn't have the cell phones back then. Like coaches couldn't call. Like how had, how had, forget cell phones. When I came out, it was, you was on AOL. You, <laughs> that you was on, you was on, on, on dollar. But how, how has the, the landscape, right, changed from when you back in 09 to right now? And, you know, especially doing the underrated tour. And, like, what is your advice to the guys that or the guys and girls who are part of the <laughs> underrated tour who may be feeling the same way that you was feeling uh, in high school? Keeping it all the way 100, like, I feel bad for them to a certain extent because everything that we just talked about, I kind of was in my own world, in my own silo. Like, yeah, I knew that there were other guys getting, you know, uh, recruiting letters and getting scholarship offers, but I didn't really see it in my face every day because I wasn't, there was no social media. I wasn't on Instagram, right. Facebook, Twitter, all that. So for these kids now, like that's, that's difficult. That's hard to stay in your lane and stay on your journey and stay, you know, true to your mission. Like that's, I talk every time I go to a tour stop or, you know, run into uh, anybody who wants to ask that question. Like I, I, I try to, you know, empathize with what they're going through because you want to be, you know, that guy, that girl, you want to be on that stage, on that map. And you see this every single day. You just turn on your phone. You're going to see you know, yeah. somebody you, you beat last week in a tournament. You're like, Oh, I want to thank everybody for my scholarship offer from XYZ school. And it's like, that's hard. So I think it's big to, um, set boundaries for yourself in terms of how you engage with social media one, um, you know, who you surround yourself with in your circle that's going to keep it real with you. Um, but understand, like, you see you see Melo, you see myself, you see, you know, the people that have made it to the bright stage in the NBA. <clears throat> that's the shiny object and the finished product. Uh, I wish I had a phone that could document every step of the way and can kind of play that real and fast forward and know, like, all the uh, the the bumps and the pains and and the hurdles along the way that made us who we are, and that uh, that's something that it's going it's going to happen over time. You just can't fall in love with what the finished product looks like, what you know your counterparts are doing or showing on social media every single day, um, and you got to work. Like that's the that's the biggest thing that uh, I want kids to kind of understand and and really appreciate. Um, cause that's a joy. Like who knows where the, where the end goal is. I think Cove said it like the process and the journey is what 
makes you legendary. It's what makes you great. It's what you will remember uh, when it's all said and done, no matter where you end up. So um, it's hard though. Like that's the bottom line is I'm glad I grew up when I did. And yeah. I just pray that, you know, you know, I, <clears throat> this next generation can really handle a lot of the stress and anxiety and, and some of the, uh, the things that come with the goodness of what social media is too, because we get to do get to inspire and share parts of our story that we wouldn't have the opportunity to do otherwise. Absolutely, and and you, you I, me personally, I think you're the you're the right person to lead something like that. You know, when you start talking about an underrated tour, like you're the you're the poster child for that. You know what I'm saying? So even if nothing happens or come from that with these kids, and they don't get a scholarship and they don't go to school or big time, whatever. They still have that in their mind. Like you said earlier, music and wine is the moments that we can, we remember when we had a good bottle of wine and we where we was at when that song came on. It's the same way with these kids. They see you, you was there, you created the under, you know, the, 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 um, fuck mind blank. They, they fucking, uh. The tour. The tour? Your, yeah, yeah, your underrated tour. tour yeah. The, the underrated tour. This wine, Racines. The underrated tour. Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, under, the underrated tour. But yeah. you give these, you, you give these kids hope, man. You you give them excitement. You give them, you know, recognition. You 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 admire them. They admire you. They get to feel you. They get to touch you. They get to speak to you. They get to talk to you. A lot of times that's more than a scholarship, you know, because they mm-hmm. keep that, they keep that forever. Scholarship, you get three, four years. That relationship in sure. that moment, they they keep that forever. So I wanted to I wanted to you know just give you your flowers now because of that. Um, I appreciate that. So bro. you speak. That's one spectrum. So now we go into a whole another spectrum, right? We let's talk about the Olympics, right? Which was which just happened. What was your take on the Olympics, especially after the first early losses? They like, hey, everybody, you know, you know how we do over here. You know, you yeah, know absolutely. what happens. Everybody <laughs> got to get the headline and got to talk shit behind the stage. It's crazy because like us who knew. They didn't have three of the uh, the the, the ro- rotational players. They were playing in the finals, and it was right. such a unique uh, experience. I've only played in the World Championships. I know you played on uh, multiple Olympic teams, but that training camp is the best part about it. Like you're in Vegas, and you get to uh, I think you're in Vegas or Colorado, where you guys train. Like you know, everybody's coming to town. We're gonna hoop. We're gonna get to know each other. We're gonna build a chemistry and a bond. The exhibition games we're supposed to win. But that that's fun. But it's kind of like we're just passing time to get to the actual tournament. But that training camp is like the best part because it's the first time you get to play with the best in the league in a different kind of setting and to really challenge yourself. And they didn't really get that opportunity um, with a full squad. And, and you know, Brad Bill and uh, Jeremy and, and Zach all had uh, uh, health and safety protocols at the, during the process. So it's kind of an unfair stick at the beginning uh, I'm sure they felt like they should have won those games no matter what but it didn't happen but that makes the end story even better which is why I love KD and Draymond out there just roasting people <laughs> <laughs> so 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 speaking 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 on on, on Draymond and, and, and KD right you you've you play with Draymond you've played with with KD how impressive was it to see him lead the way that he did? You know, and I, you know, he he's he's been with us on on past Olympic teams, so he, you know, he was younger, <laughs> but he also understood and he he realized what it take to lead in mm-hmm. that type of way with a group of guys like that, the ones that we had on on those teams, and you can see that carry over to this team. 
you know, back up against the wall. They lose a couple games. Everybody counting them out. You know how you you know it. It's the KD slander. It's it, you know it's all of that shit comes into all the, the worst parts of what we do. Yeah. What do you have to say about him and the way that he led this? You know, our, our U.S. Uh, Olympic team. It's interesting because when I played in the 2010 World Championships, we were in uh, Istanbul, Turkey, and uh, I was just coming off my rookie year. I think he was finishing his third year. And I made the team, and I'm like kind of deer in the headlights because, you know, I'm just really trying to get my, my, my bearings as an NBA player. But then I go, you know, to the uh, to the, the summer camp and, and was make this the, the team. 2000, this was 2010? 2010, World yeah. And – like that was his coming out party for real, for real. Like that was some of the best basketball I've ever seen on the international stage of like, they got to do just a, a documentary just on that, you know, what six week period we were on. Um, Cause he was still like the third year player who was the number two pick in the draft. And there's a lot of hype around him, but he hadn't taken that step. And the summer was another stage for him to do that. He, he, it was crazy to watch him do what he did. So to kind of fast forward 11 years later and um, just the way that you show up in international basketball, like it's, it's a different vibe. It's hard to really explain because the difference between, you know, in the NBA game and international game, it's night and day and it requires a different skill set and a different approach. Um, And, you know, it's, you're the closest to like a college basketball one and done tournament. Like you have to be on the game. So to watch him do what he did, especially with all the slander and all that type of stuff, I can't really say for him it really bothered him because we know how he is on. You know, he 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 knows everything that's being said, and he go he go, absolutely he ain't shot away from it. But it's not like he was just waiting till the end. He was <laughs> he was, but, it, was um, it was a build up. It was a build up. <laughs> but it's just dope to know like. Um, that 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 stage kind of brings a different side of that uh, most fans don't get to see, and uh, you appreciate it when it's for your country. So uh, it was fun to watch for sure. I wish you know the time difference; it wasn't in the middle of the night, but hey, it's all right. <laughs> so so so, last question on Olympics: Will we see you in Paris in twenty four? I mean, I hope so, bro. Like this year, I don't have any regrets about you know not playing. Um, just personally, it wasn't the right time, and knowing how everything went this year, and looking forward to next year. But uh, it is only three years away, so that's a long time the, now, champ. That's a long time. That's a- I know. You see, I'm trying to, I'm trying to speak, I'm trying to will it and speak it into existence. That's a you long know, time. We'll see if uh, you know these legs can do what they need to do, but that would be an amazing you know opportunity. I haven't played in the Olympics, and that's what made this kind of summer decision extremely difficult. Um, knowing I hadn't had that you know that opportunity, but um, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to play if, uh, if if it makes sense. Indeed, indeed. Before we before we wrap, man, I um, you know we we usually do like a little little rapid fire. You know, quick answer, quick question type of deal. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm bring it back to 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 wine and kind of what's in your glass, and you know, just bring it back full circle. Um, what I'm gonna ask you doesn't have to be anything specific, no labels, no whatever. You just tell me what is your go-to, what's in your glass, or what is your go-to when you on, let's say, the curry fan, the curry family va- vacation. What's your what's your go-to? Mm. Wine? That's a good question. 
I honestly like a good rosé. Usually if I'm on vacation, that means I'm somewhere hot and warm because I don't do the cold. So uh, a good rosé. You know, it's actually interesting. D-Way's rosé, re- he sent some of that a couple of years. I really like their rosé. So uh, I had him on. I had him on just the, just, just the other day. And it, oh, yeah. His rosé is is incredible. His, his Chablis is incredible. So I want to give a big shout out to D-Way. Absolutely. That. What if you on you on date night with wifey? Oh, I mean a big bold cab. Uh, it it doesn't. We're not we're not exclusive to any certain label, but it is definitely going to be a, a big cab. bold cab. We might break some some pairing rules in that respect. Oh, you, like, ha- you have what, to. You have first of all, you have to. You have to. You have to. That's a go to though. That's like the family joke. Like no matter if we got to eat, if we're on a date, whatever it is, it's the big bowl cab. That's when you get the saw the psalm over and be like, I just want a nice big bowl cab. What you got? Yeah, they, whatever you got, because you and, and you know he got the you know he got the, <laughs> the napkin on because the, the bottle heavy as hell. So you know he got the napkin on. Quick question on that. Knowing this this uh, Somalia kind of roadmap, and I'm sure you talked to a lot of them. Do they like that pressure, knowing if it's a novice all the way up to a, an expert to say, like, I want y'all to lead me in a certain direction? Or does, it, does that make them, like, a little So a they little would, they, I, like, mean, I gotta get, my I gotta get this yeah, right. From my experience, they will want you to point them in some type of direction. Because if not, they're going to go off of what they know. Their own palate. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, right, so if it's like... If they, if they notice your first time, they're gonna recommend something for a first time drinker, right? Gotcha. So it's it's the same, it's the same when you know your personnel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> KYP, we there, sir. Okay. You you okay. know your personnel, you know your personnel. Um you 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 celebrating a big win, not on the court, in business. You celebrating a big win in business. Wait, does it have to stay with one for this? You could no, it ain't gotta be wine. Okay, be it's the, we we're taking a shot of tequila, and it's probably gonna be a uh, Classe Azul or uh, or Codigo. Okay. Repo shot of shot of Repo. Okay, Repo. So you ain't gonna do the Ultra Nejo. That's that's gotta be like we breaking the bank. What you're you okay? You celebrating? Uh, you celebrate an NBA championship. You make or you make it, you made your first your first NBA championship. What did you celebrate with? I forget. I mean, it's, it's obvious champagne. I don't remember what uh I when I got to the crib, we had our ace of spades on deck. Right, right. Was, so af- after was, the ace of spades, what did after you have? That, after the ace of spades, what did I have? You know what's funny? It was 2015, so I told you my timeline, right? I'm, my timeline from like 2016 and on. That's when I really started to get, uh, I'll call it educated on 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 the on the, on what I was drinking. My pops, he loves some of that Crown Royal Apple. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, but by the way, to, by the way, Crown Apple is not bad. It's not it's bad. It's not bad. Nobody's it's saying not it's bad. bad. It's, it's not bad. Just, it's probably not. The first choice, like, I'm gonna celebrate something. That's kind of like crown, the with a crown apple. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's what that's what we had at the crib. Um, this is a really random story, and I, hopefully, we can make the cut. <laughs> oh, it's gonna make the cut. <laughs> in our uh, in our living room, um, you know, we had like the little dumb waiter. So yep. it was like a little thing with the shelf. You pull the rope, go from yep. the first floor to the second floor, whatever. 
we were doing our kitchen renovation at the time of 2015 championship. So all of our liquor and wine were in, not the wine, all the liquor was in the dumbwaiter just to hide it. So for some reason, we were all watching TV um, during the finals and my pops fell asleep on the couch, but the couch is kind of like right, right behind me would be the dumbwaiter, right? Right. So all of a sudden, I think the weight of the liquor and all that kind of gave the dumbwaiter all it had. So you, all you hear is just bam. And my pops asleep. And next thing is he, well, that's how you wake up out of sleep. Did the crown apple break? <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know you're a real true crown apple drinker. That's how you know that. You know that for sure. If he woke up out of his sleep and asked that out of everything that was in there, then you know that's oh, his baby, it was, man. It was phenomenal. I'll never forget that. So yeah, that was definitely the uh, 2015 drink of choice. Man, big big shout out to Pops, man. Big shout out to to Crown Apple, man. I you know Steph, big shout out to you. I appreciate you, man, coming on. What's in your glass, man? Uh, you know it's it's always been love, man. And you you know the society and the business that we in. We got to compete against each other all the time, but we never have a chance to kind of just keep it a buck with each other uh, outside mm -hmm. the basketball court. Support one another, celebrate each other. So. Today, man, I just want to celebrate you, man, and just say thank you for everything you've done to the game. You've changed the game in so many ways. Uh, what you're doing, you know, with, 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 with your tour, you know, what you're doing with your show, Holy Moly, and what you're doing with your family in the domain, Curry, man. So I just want to, I'm giving you your flowers now. Cheers. Appreciate it, big brother. Absolutely. Everybody, man, give it up for Steph Curry. All right, Steph, I appreciate you, brother. I'll see you soon, man. Yes, sir. Welcome uh, to California, by the love, way. Love, love, love. <laughs> All day. All right, baby.